everyone. Welcome back to the Fight Gravity Show. My name's John. I haven't done a proper introduction yet. But first off, for those of you who have already watched episodes 1 and 2 with my friend Joel and my friend Bruno, I'm really grateful. So thanks for that. Alright? And if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to like or subscribe. Otherwise, whenever you have any questions or comments and you're not on YouTube, you can send me an email, Becker at fightgravity.org, J-O-H-N-B-E-C-K-E-R at F-I-G-H-T-G-R-A-V-I-T-Y. Awesome. Spell that just in case you're listening to this on another platform where there's just audio, and I wanted to make that clear. Anyway, on with a little bit more introduction. So, I've been passionate about health and fitness for a long time. I was, I was a pretty big kid. When I was 11 years old, I was 155 pounds. And that started my journey. For those who use the metric system, I was close to 70. And I took a couple years like to lose the weight. And after a couple years, I got down to like 50 kilograms. You know, just cut out soda, don't eat ice cream eat a little bit less, uh, ride my bike, play basketball, kind of stuff like that. Um, it kind of led to other things. I don't want to go like too much into detail about my entire life story. I just wanted to like provide like some context on what I'm doing, why I'm doing, why I've started this. So these kind of experiences from an early age really inspired me to get more into health and fitness. I started martial arts when I was a teenager, and that also had a big effect on my, my interest and passion in health and fitness, and that exposed me to other types of training and concepts. Along the way, I, I met someone, her name was Esther, and she has a lot of experience as a nutritionist and is very well researched, and that has also had a huge impact on what I'm doing today and being a health and fitness entrepreneur and doing my best to really help people and and share my knowledge and be a part of the solution because so many people nowadays they're not healthy and and they're and it goes like beyond just overweight yeah being overweight is, is an issue yeah you need to lose weight and like what do i do how do i do it there's so many things to do i don't know what to do and that's where that's where I have this show now, is to expose you to different types of people and show them their solutions, because everybody's solution is different. It's not the same for everybody. Like when you saw with my friend Bruno, what he does, and you see in that interview, right, when we talked about nightshades, for example, you know, I, I do okay with nightshades. I don't do it all the time, like I said, right? I'm not like, oh my God, all the time, every day, all the day. It's like, I'll have some, I'll have some bell peppers, onions, garlic, and then I won't, and then I will. Bruno, again, like a little bit different. Um, my friend Joel, he didn't talk much about what he does, but he is a lot more plant-based, and he feels great. He's definitely, he loves being plant-based. And he does really well. He's got great strength, great endurance. 
he'll be on the court for two or three hours doing different stuff. So as the show progresses, progresses, <laughs> as the show progresses, I can speak English sometimes. <laughs> uh, you'll see different people with different approaches. I don't want to be dogmatic and I don't want to sit here and like, you should do this. Only this. I'm not going to say you must be plant-based or else. No hard and fast rules. If you want to be plant-based, hey, there's some people with some interviews and you want more, connect with them. If you want to be more animal-based, I definitely want to bring people on who are going to be more like animal protein-based. Connect with them. See what works for them. I mean, the, the big idea here, I mean, probably an overarching theme is going to be like, be your own scientist. As you, as you listen to more interviews and more people come on the show, you know, so it's like the call to action is like to try. Reflect on your situation. For a lot of you out there, what you're doing is not necessarily working for you. You're having sleep problems. You're having energy problems. There, You might have gut issues. Maybe you're getting sick more, soreness, inflammation. A lot of us have something going on. None of us are perfect. So as these people come on, hmm, think about it, reflect, maybe connect. Maybe just you could listen to it again. What's one or two things I could try? You know, what action you take, that's going to depend on you. But that's, that's another thing. I, I hope after you listen to interviews and as you keep listening, that you can reflect and think upon what action you can take to be proactive about your health and fitness, to be better physically, mentally, emotionally, and to be better spiritually. I'm not really going to talk about the spiritual aspect because that's a very... That's very personal, and it can be controversial and stuff like that. Um, which leads me into another thing. Is I would like my show to not be like political. There's other people that are doing political discourse. Sometimes things might get kind of controversial. I can only control so much. I can control myself. When I have people come on, I want it to be just like raw. I want it to be unedited. I don't want to, I'm not going to edit the content. That is my intention. Um, with that in mind, sometimes people might have opinions and they might, they might say stuff. They might say stuff you not, you don't like. And they're like, oh, and, and, and that's okay. You don't have to like it. I'm not vegan. I will listen to vegans. I'll talk to them. I'll ask them questions. Hey, why are you doing that? How does that help you? I, I'm not going to be vegan, but I'm going to ask, I'm asking questions because I want to understand their perspective. Because maybe when I try to understand their perspective, I'll also learn something that will help me. Uh, same with the interviews. So people who are vegetarian, who are vegan, and these other experts that have interviews online. I might not necessarily agree on them, and I'm not going to go into details on how I formulated my opinion. Um, that, would, that could probably be an entire video. 
but I, I will. Um, there was this one interview. They were, this person was, he was, he was vegan. He was vegan and plant-based and he was criticizing the game changers on how it is not a good example. I don't remember the name, but some people in the plant-based community, they were really stoked like, Oh yeah, game changers. Whoa. Um, okay. I mean, I, I wasn't. And the, this other plant-based and vegan expert, I, I, I believe he was also like a medical doctor. He wasn't, and he was a medical doctor that's also like well-researched. So it's really clear when, when he was like talking, it's like here's his references, you can check, you can click, you can go to the PubMed articles and stuff like that. And he's like, it's not a good example. And he, he points to, like for example, them having processed food. So processed food is processed food. You can you can give it any label you want. Oh, it's vegan. Oh, it's vegetarian. Oh, it's keto. It's paleo. It's Weight Watchers. It's what like whatever, whatever label it is. Oh, wool fat. Mm. I mean, processed food is processed food. I mean that's the thing. So when you when you see like one part in like in Game Changers where they're like getting like a ton of processed food, I think it was like Costco or something. You know that. I mean that might not be the best example. I'm not gonna tell you not to. I'm not gonna give hard and fast rules. You need to do this or else. I like to apply ketogenic concepts. I like to go in and out of ketosis. I like uh, like paleo concepts. I will have carbs. Um, how I cycle carbs in, what kind of carbs I have, it kind of depends. It's like on what's good for me. Again, being my own scientist, I'm going to avoid gluten most of the time. I, I will avoid dairy once in a while. You know, I'll have like some yogurt. Um, if I could find a good cheese, I will. Mm, but anyway, kind of ranting here with my introduction, but just again, this just gives you an idea for those of you who don't know me, gives a piece, piece of like what I'm doing, why I'm doing. So, yeah, I talked about martial arts and, and you know, talked about you know how that got me started in movement. And martial arts really helped me like develop athletically because my baseline, like zero coordination. <laughs> um, I, I love I love my parents dearly, and I I can say there are many gifts and just strengths my sister and I inherited. Um, coordination and athleticism, at least for me, not one of them. My natural baseline was not being very athletic or coordinated, and martial arts helped a lot. I especially like the forms. Like the forms you have to do, how you're coordinating the body, the concentration and, and focus. It helped my hand-eye coordination a lot. And other experiences that I've also had in life gets me to question the, um, the efficacy or the lack thereof in PE programs. You know, and it's like, in an ideal scenario, physical education would have helped me to actually develop my hand-eye coordination. 
I, I say this as a kid. I played soccer for two seasons when I was seven and eight. I played like Little League. Okay, I played Little League from the time I was, what, five or six? Six to like ten. I did flag football one season. Um, I tried basketball one season. I was never really good. Um, I was like quite terrible <laughs> at, at, at at sports. And then early on, I formed this I like identity, like oh, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at sports. And then when I when I gained a lot of weight starting at like nine years old, then I'm like, now I'm the fat kid that's not good at sports <laughs> that no one wants to pick. Um, you know, but anyway, like PE programs. So like, oh, I wish like, you know, I, I think physical education needs to be really different so it can really develop people's hand-eye coordination. Now, I mean, a lot of things have changed since then. Although in, in the 10 years I did spend in education, so I do have a background in education. Um, I was in education from 2008 to 2018. Um, and from what I've seen and what I've observed, I, I personally find it very lacking. Now for those of you like who are looking at hierarchy of evidence, um, anecdotal evidence from a one person's experience, might not be the most efficacious form of evidence. You know, so... Uh, take that with a grain of salt, because I'm I'm not an expert in physical education, I'm not. So maybe there's like actually a lot of like amazing programs I haven't seen. I don't know. I would like to be open to it, but from what I have seen, um, amongst multiple districts um, and several different international schools, it, like uh, as well as other teachers I've talked to, and as well as seeing children um, this day and age. Like, when I was 10 years old, I could run a 10-minute mile. I was one of the biggest kids in the class. But I could run a mile in 10 minutes, and I could do 40 sit-ups. I was one of the best. There was only a couple people who could do more sit-ups in a minute than me. So I did have something good. Um, anyway. So, let's see. I, I in, in college, I tried a couple things. I did like yoga. Um... It was fun. It really helped, like, flexibility a lot. Even just doing, like, one yoga class a week helped my flexibility a lot. I did try Pilates. A lot of guys will not try Pilates, and it's often marketed as something just for women. Um, well, Joseph Pilates, a man, did Pilates, and you see pictures of him when he was... In his like 50s, 60s, 70s, he was in pretty good shape. Um, I think it's worth everybody just taking a look at. I don't like, I don't do it. There's little bits here and there that I like that I apply. Um, but it's like like Bruce Lee, again another person that's influenced me a lot. Use what works and discard the rest. Um, and that's something I I really like to do. Uh, use what works and discard the rest. That doesn't mean what I discard does might not work for everybody. You know, so bear that in mind. So what I discard is going to be different from you. What you discard, because we have different goals. I love body weight exercises. I love 
creating that tension and controlling my body through space as opposed to controlling an external world through space. Um, and that's great. And it's a fun challenge. I love it. I love like doing pull-up variations and push-ups and levers and human flagging, all this sort of stuff. And I want to get better at that. And so my goals then are going to be different than like, if you really want to be a power lifter, great. The tools and knowledge and skills, what you need to do, that's going to be really different than me, including any protocols. If you want to be strong, man, it's going to be really different. Um, body weight calisthenics requires like a certain amount of like relative body strength right more so relative body strength than like absolute strength so staying like a little bit more on the like the leaner side is going to be a lot better but for someone like doing like a strong man they they're like going to be like 18 20 percent body fat range you know keeping like a little bit more mass and like pulling the objects like you see some of those guys that do the log press they have their they have like a little bit of belly there but they have like a, a shitload of muscle and I mean, it, I mean it's really amazing i love watching it i haven't done any strongman training i think it'd be fun to do it for a little bit i don't want to compete it i don't want to like I don't want to get competitive with it. And yeah, strong man. It'd be fun. Just, just fun to do for like just a short amount of time, vary up my training a little bit and just learn something different. And that would be great. Mm, I don't really like the idea of being at 20% body fat. Don't really want to be there. Mm, you know, I mean, if I had to for a short amount of time, okay, but to do it short amount of time, but anyway, uh, yeah, like you see the strong man, they have their, they're like, they use their kind of they use their belly to help, and they're extending here a little bit, and then boom, log press, um, cool stuff. Um, anyway, right, did a little bit of yoga and Pilates. I went through a cardio phase, did like a cardio, 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 and I'm like, I get skinny really, really fast. Like, if I just do cardio, like, I get supermodel skinny super duper fast. When people look at me now and I see them, like, oh, wow, you must be able to lift, you know, like, like a good amount of weight and, and all, all this sort of stuff. Man, like, like you like put on muscle easily and, like, this and that. And it's, like, it really happened to me. It's, like, mm, I don't put on muscle easily. My default mode is, like, skinny bastard. I joke with people. I've got the skinny bastard jeans. Uh, my my cousin's um, son. I was like, joking, like you know, I've, I've got the skinny bastard jeans. <laughs> um, grandpa, he was um, grandpa was from East Texas, about my height, around six feet. You know, slender guy. Both of my uncles on my mom's side. You know, in, in their youth, they were you know kind of slender guys. Well, you know, all good. You know, it is what it is. You got to play the cards that you're dealt. Um. But anyway, so yeah, I'm not like Mr. Puts on muscle easily. And if I just kind of do cardio, you know, I thin out kind of really fast. Don't have, don't feel strong and fit and stuff like that. So yeah, I've had like a few bouts with like resistance training 
And every time I just, there's so many times I leaped in the resistance training, not really knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, in, in, in high school, um, it, it was like the stereotypical, like manly bench press biceps. Like sometimes we did triceps. So we did like, we did like arms, you know, we did like, I did push downs, skull crushers in senior year of high school, um, 21s with the easy curl bar, bench press, uh, dips. I didn't really do a lot of back stuff, didn't do a lot of leg stuff, and I just look at what I did and just... Such an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. Like, like not knowing, like, I mean, definitely I should have prioritized leg development. Like, you got to have a strong foundation. I should have, like found a good deadlift variation that would have matched me found a way to do squats with my lo my long femurs uh, you might not have like seen me and you might be listening to this so that, that that's cool I, i've i've got pretty long femurs so when i started training like one-legged squats you know some other like trainers i know john i that might not be a good idea with your long long femurs probably better just you know like make it like a box squat and i mean i i get where they're coming from that's a like very reasonable but I can also be kind of stubborn. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to make it work. So take that. And, and, and I did. Um, it's like the, the mantra, no exercise is really bad. For the most part. Um, there are some that are like gray areas. Like the, what is it? The Klokov press. Like you're doing like an overhead press with the bar like behind you. Right? You've got like massive external rotation. You need really good shoulder mobility to keep the stability. So again, you still have the argument, like if you approach it progressively and you have the mobility in your shoulders. So if you really wanted to do it and the mobility in your shoulders is terrible, then we'll improve, you know, improve your thoracic extension, get you know, improve the mobility in your shoulders and start with a light load is what it is. Again, I'm not telling you to do like a behind the neck overhead press. I'm not, I'm not telling you to do anything. Um, but there's just a, it's a really credible argument. No exercise is really bad. So, and when approaching like one legged squats, I, so I, I can do one legged squats and I enjoy doing them and I enjoy increasing my strength and, and working on them and challenging my legs like that. It's great. It's fun. I really love it. I don't know how much I can like squat. I don't know. I don't really lift weights. No. Um, like I'll, I'll use resistance bands. I'll do like some like kettlebell stuff, but I don't really do barbells and hold up a whole lot of that. Although I think this year, um, I think I'll start like doing a little bit, just a little bit, just to kind of test the waters. Um, um, but yeah, so I approached pistol squats progressively and I can go ass to grass and yeah, it's good. It's a fun challenge. I'm pretty happy with the strength of my legs without lifting weights. And there's other things I, I do as well. I can go into more details of that later. Um, anyway, I started lifting weights again after my kind of cardio and yoga kick in college. A mm, little bit better. Um, I focused a lot on like 
like too much like on the like the anterior chain i'm like looking at it doing doing like three different but i was obsessed with bench right still i hadn't fully learned my lesson <laughs> i would do uh like regular bench press i would do incline bench press and decline bench press i would do front raises and side raises i would do like you know tricep pull down skull crushers um i would do two or three different types of uh bicep curls um not enough back stuff um i couldn't do a pull-up <laughs> for for most of my life i wasn't able to do a pull-up <laughs> um and so i didn't have that mindset of really leaning into things that were actually hard so if you're still with me at this point whoo awesome i'm super grateful and if you're struggling with whatever you're doing whatever's the hardest like that's your priority so what would have transformed me like really a lot more faster when I was 18 would be leaning into like back training, training the back more and, and a little bit more leg stuff like deadlift squats. Um, so yeah, like, like do, do hard things, whatever's hard that you hate and you suck at, do it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of really that simple. And get help. You know, I was I was stubborn and 18, and even, even still in college with my still bench press and arms. I, I, did, I did some leg press. I didn't do squats, but I would do leg press. And so it was really easy for me to get good at leg press. Like when I was 130 pounds, that's about 65-ish kilograms. I, I could leg press 300 pounds or about 150 kilograms, roughly. You know, so I've never had to work super hard to have like a decent amount of leg strength. You know, and so that's been nice. Calves, mm, calves aren't super big. That's okay. I'm, again, I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder. But if you want to be a bodybuilder, great. There's, there's a lot of people that are doing it. Um, I could give you some recommendations of people I really, really respect uh, doing like bodybuilding. Um, I'm I'm a big fan. Well, I guess he's not necessarily bodybuilding. Uh, I think Stan Efferdine has like a lot of good info. Um, there's another guy. His name's like Jeff, Jeffrey uh, Schofield. I might be pronouncing your name wrong, man. <laughs> uh, he he's got a YouTube channel. He's got a book. I, I love his approach to training as well. And there's several others. Um, like Enrique Elite. Um, Pure Bullfit. You know, I, I really I really like Pure Bullfit. I like his channel. And especially that someone who wants to do like more strength and, and hypertrophy. I think some of these guys, they're, they're going to be really good. This is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Barbend. Barbend. Um, Mind Pump. Yeah, because I don't exclusively focus on hypertrophy, um, but I, I I I can confidently say I know the basics. Um, but anyway, so my my terrible my terrible programming and stubbornness in college, not asking for help. Um, I had the brilliant idea then of trying 
uh, Static Contraction Training uh, by Pete Sisko and John Little. You know, just like, I'm going to lift a car! Um, I I mean, basically, it's a form of isometrics. And I'm not against isometric movements. Bruce, going back to Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, hey, he utilized isometrics. Um, Some old-school bodybuilding guys, um, they used isometrics in part of their programs. I think there's a time and place for isometrics. As a standalone... Um, I'm not super confident. Dragondor has a new publication. Coach Paul Wade, like the ISO chain and his isometric program. It's really interesting. I love that book. Yeah, and they, they, they make the premise that you can stimulate hypertrophy just with isometrics. Mm. I have not tested that. And I can't recall the references they use to justify that you can trigger hypertrophy with um, isometrics. I mean, with that said, I like it. In the past, when I've had injuries, I've been able to do isometrics, and isometric and intensing, sometimes just like, just using my own body or using like a door frame or other object. I didn't re-injure myself and I was able to maintain my strength. Um, A big thing that the the Coach Wade's like new book about isometrics emphasizes like the overcoming isometrics and they have their apparatus that measures the force and the programs and other stuff like that and cool. Um I would I mean I'm I'm not in the States, I'm I'm in Shenzhen, China. So um can't really order it. Um uh, oh well. I haven't I also haven't it tried. Um and sometimes just ordering things from the states, it can be, it can be crazy. You order something, and some sometimes maybe it doesn't come, or it just takes like one, two, or three months. Um, I mean, if I was stateside, I would, I would totally buy it. I would. Again, I'm not telling you to buy it. If I was in in the states, or it was on North America, Europe, I, I, w- I would buy it and totally try it. Um, so yeah, again, isometrics is a tool. Sometimes physical therapists and rehab, stuff like that, they, they rely on isometrics. Um, like starting like last year and then this year doing more isometrics, I find it's really like, like helped with my other body weight stuff I've done. I feel it's helped me a lot, make more progress on like front levers and planche and handstand and stuff like that. So yeah, Fan of isometrics. Mm, I, I started. Um, let's. I'm just gonna like fast forward. Um, I stopped lifting after college. I didn't have like consistent access to weights and stuff like that. Um, more martial arts training. More like kind of cardio focus. I'm pretty lean, skinny, maintaining around like 170 pounds. I'm six foot one. And I not a lot of, not a lot of muscle. I had more pushing strength, you know. But one of the reasons I had more pushing strength not only was my felt like my baseline, and I've always felt like it's been a lot easier for me to progress pushing than pulling strength. I mean, aside from the fact that my bouts of lifting weights, I didn't focus on the back, which was really bad. Um, but yeah, did kind of like cardio, a lot more martial arts stuff. Was lean. 
Um, carb monster. I could absolutely demolish carbs and and stay at 170 pounds. <laughs> um, I was working out a lot though. Um, yeah, not access to weights or anything. Not a good place financially. This was like from 2008 to 2012. Um, I started lifting again when I moved up to Spokane, Washington. I lived in uh, Spokane Valley, Washington for a year while I was doing my master's work and my teaching credential at Washington State. And finally, I had a more balanced program. I started working on deadlifts. Started working on like a squat, doing like a working on a high bar squat, um, in in a power rack. Of course, I was starting. I I couldn't squat a lot at that point. I was starting like really light, and I was trying to, like, you just get that form, bar path, all these things, all those technical details. Working on that, I I made steady progress, over like six months that I was doing it there. I was still incorporating leg press as well. Uh, I was doing like rows, like seated rows, T-bar rows, um, lat pull-downs. Uh, sometimes I would do like single arm rows as well with a dumbbell. So, woo! And bench. Bench press. So I was doing less chest stuff, which was really great. Uh, doing more back, really kind of focusing on my weakness. Um, I could, I could do chin-ups. I, I, I didn't mention that. I could do chin-ups, but, uh, like overhand pull-ups was, mm, I would do lunges. Uh, God, what else would I do? Again, I was making steady progress. Um, leg press, I, I quickly, it, it was not super hard. I quickly reached a point where I could leg press. I don't remember if it was of like four or 500 pounds. So let's just say 500. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't remember. That was like now nine years ago. <laughs> um, I want to say though, at least like four, I like at least 400 pounds I could leg press. And I was like one, I was around like 170, 175 at the time. Um, so yeah, I'd gotten up to like 175, so I probably gained more muscle than just like five pounds in that year. And this was like my last year before I, I moved to China. Um, so it was probably something that was like, like burning fat and like muscle. Cause I mean, other people go into details about that. So I'll just like spare you the details. Oh, yeah, then I started doing P90X. Um, I got really excited about P90X because you knew other people, and I'm like, um, like, maybe like P90X, and I didn't understand at that time really about body fat percentages and how it's kind of unrealistic to think you'll be able to maintain a single-digit body fat percentage all year long. I'm just like, I want to be strong and shredded, you know. I'm going to build muscle and burn fat at the same time, even though these are kind of like two different metabolic states. So you're going to build muscle or you're going to burn fat. Uh, James Linker, Shredded Sports Science. I really like his channel. Um, yeah, sometimes it feels like he's being like really, really negative. Um, 
but you know he's he's looking at things with um with a critical point of view and he's calling people out with the best of his knowledge on things that are just not true i really like his channel so um yeah you can check it out shredded sports science james linker i i, I believe um I mean, but yeah, it's like two two different states. You're going to be able to be in a caloric surplus. And when you gain, it's going to be a combination of muscle and fat. Or you're going to be in a caloric deficit. And it's going to burn body fat. And you're going to slim down. I didn't understand that. So I'm just like... Yeah, P90X, I'm going to build muscle, burn fat at the same time. Oh, yeah, and um, I, I did make progress on my pull-ups. Um, my pushing strength not really affected good or bad. It basically stayed the same, my pushing strength. I got a little bit better with pulling because they, they do incorporate like pull-ups into the program. Um, I didn't always have access to the weight, so sometimes I would do it with some sort of tube resistance band. But I, I did experience like some some benefits in my in my back strength. Um, legs, eh, like kind of like not so much. Um, the ab, of course, not. I'm just doing directed like core work. I'm not really a big fan of just doing like a separate core exercise i'm gonna do a core workout now for 20 30 60 90 minutes and it's like well i mean if you have to be in a caloric deficit and cut down to a low enough body fat percentage to have a six-pack um it doesn't and then it just doesn't make sense to um to just have like a have like a core workout and other people talk about this as well. I don't remember if James Linker at Shredded Sports Science talks about it. I think he does at some point. Sean Nalawani. I really like his channel. He he talks about this as well. And not doing the direct core work. Um, and just like putting on a little bit. Working it like a muscle with other things. Um, I believe Jeff. Um, Jeff also talks about it. Schofield. So yeah. Not direct core work. Um, I will try to strengthen my core and focus on activating and stabilizing in different ways. Um, a lot of this stuff I do when I'm doing bodyweight training, when I'm practicing dragon flags and human flag and levers, pull-ups, push-ups, stuff like this, you have to utilize your core. You have to squeeze your glutes. You have to, your hips have to tilt back in a like posterior tilt and kind of stuff like that. So the... Your abs like fire and then kind of work in different ways. Um, yeah. Um, there's a, lot, a couple things. I, I like to like do different like leg raise variations. Might do like L-sit leg raise. I might do like hang with one hand and like go like toes to bar. And that's fun. Um, two hands, toes to bar. I'll use like ab wheel once in a while. Um, I like like the, the jaundice sit up. Uh, variations. Um, Pavel Totswine. Um, he has some interesting concepts on core training. I generally like his perspective. And you might or you might not. That's okay. You could read it. You could read it kind of like without expectations. And like, oh, I'm going to read Pavel Totswine. I'm going to read some of his stuff. I might like it. I might not. I don't know. 
And you might read it and you're like, oh, this is like, like terrible. Okay, great. Why do you think it's terrible? You know, you might have, you might like have like way more knowledge than me. Um, and you're like, well, John, there's like a, like a ton of inconsistencies you don't know. And that's great. That's great information for me. That is. Um, and you could reach out and like, well, well, you know, you know, I, I read this and here's some discrepancies and da, 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 da. Oh, great. You know, because the more we have these conversations, um, I think the better the fitness industry is going to be. And the more we have these like, oh, you know, I don't know everything. I don't. I don't know everything. I I know enough to stay fit, be healthy. Um, I, I know enough. I'm confident I can help others. And I believe I can help guide them and coach them to better decisions um, with realistic expectations. But I don't know everything. And I might say something and there might be like a discrepancy with it. It might be like not entirely accurate and i mean that that's a good learning piece you know hey you know read this reflect on that you know i mean send me a link whatever you watch something at any point and you're like not certain about it um anyway p90x china i did two and a half rounds of p90x and then i was just kind of like i'm i'm done done with p90x i'm grateful for it right it was fun all right and then i started lifting weights like a simple program i was doing like a deadlift variation sometimes it'd be like elevated bar deadlift and sometimes trap bar deadlift for legs what would i do um like maybe like sometimes some dumbbell lunges i would do um leg press i did more leg leg press i did do like a lot of like squats at that point um, again, I'm, my strength progressed though, not really working a squat exclusively, like not like a barbell squat, but my legs got stronger. Um, I progressed at deadlift. I don't remember how much I could do. This is like 2014. Like, yeah, yeah. 2000, 2013. No, no, no. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. Uh, like 2013, 2014, I had a really bad foot injury in 2013. It took like the whole year to uh, recover. Eventually it was kind of like acupuncture that pretty much did the trick. Electrically stimulated acupuncture. I had torn like ligament in my big toe, in my right big toe. And that was, it. but anyway, 2014 deadlift squat. Um, I would do like a cycle different bent. It would be like a regular just like bench press and a close grip bench press um seated rows um lat pull downs uh weighted chin-ups uh no like arm isolation you know i didn't do curls i didn't do extensions um no overhead pressing i didn't maybe it would have been a good idea to do overhead pressing it was a basic program i made good progress um, you know, but then I, I was, got really curious about calisthenics and I started like diving into that. I read all the convict conditioning stuff. Um, Alan Danny, I found Alan Danny Cavadillo and online and I looked at, I was using their stuff. So when I would get stalled and 
was like struggling with like some of the stuff in convict conditioning boom i would like go to like alan danny cavadolo and eventually when i started transitioning to the to skills um the cavadolo brothers as well as the tap brothers um that like kind of helped like a lot and it just kind of kept going um Bar stars, especially the stuff they have on like muscle ups, because some of those guys they're kind of closer to I am. I've got long, I've got like long arms, long legs, like short torso, and their tweak on it kind of helped me a lot. Um, Daniel Vadnell Fitness FAQs, again proportions kind of similar to mine, um, and his his content also like has helped me a lot. And so it's just been like you know, so this has been like my journey. Like a little bit with fitness. Um, and I love body weight training. It's great. I, I enjoy also kind of playing around with resistance bands. And get like a little bit of external load. It's not the same. It's a little bit different. Um, I like some of the kettlebell stuff. That's fun. Again, I just like doing like calisthenics. Um, I like jump rope. Jump rope. Like it, it's fun. Get a jump rope and jump. Ooh, yeah. It's great. I have a bike. I like riding my bike. Mm, sprints. Not a big fan of like running, long distance running. Uh, maybe story for another day. But but sprinting. 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, hey, great. Yeah. I really like it. That's kind of like the cardio thing. Um, I like the idea like cardio is a flow state. So doing cardio, um, like getting into a flow state. Um, so yeah, that's kind of sort of the nuts and bolts of what I do. Um, a little bit, what, a, my story, um, ranting a little bit, but the, the big idea here, um, has been, um, with everything I've gone through, it's, it's my hope that people can make better choices than what I've made. It's my hope that all of you listening can learn from my mistakes. Um, and so, like, if you're going to lift weights, um, <laughs> a total body program, I um, mean, get some help. Get some help from someone. Uh, do some, don't just bench press. <laughs> Work your back. Uh, vertical pulling, horizontal pulling, vertical pushing, horizontal pushing. Um, lower body pulling and pushing, um, the glutes, consider, consider glute development. Um, <laughs> um, Brett Contreras, he, uh, you know, the, the glute guy, whoa, boom. I, I really like his stuff. I like his content. Um, another like good reference there. Uh, so yeah, as I listen stuff and as I bring more people on the show, um, just kind of take that in mind, you know, kind of what can you learn? Um, so my, my friend Esther, who's been like a mentor and, and almost like a second mother to me, I will, I will bring her on. I'm still working on scheduling that. Um, a kind of another friend of mine I'd like to bring on an older gentleman who's, who's in really good shape. He's in really good shape. He's plant-based. Um, and so I want to share his story. Um, another friend of mine who was like, like quit smoking. 
I quit smoking and I, um, he's greatly reduced his alcoholic intake. He's still like, as from what I remember, he's drink, like drinking a little bit sometimes. It was never like super crazy out of control. Um, and his health has gotten like a lot better. I want to bring him on. And there are a lot of other people, some other mentors, uh, who, who have like really powerful stories. And so as you listen to other stories, you you learn and reflect, apply, and yeah, and be better. And I hope like as I share their stories that maybe we can build some sort of community, you know, and we can bounce ideas off of each other. So when you learn something and you could, you could share that like this and, you know, shout out to the like community. Um, if there's enough, once there's enough people interested, I can create a group could create a group on um there's a few different platforms could try facebook um if facebook doesn't work there's a few other ones could try like patreon or locals um or a few other venues and if you have an idea on what platform that we could kind of create a group to just have this conversations and and community support so when we're all being our own scientists and trying ideas yeah yeah well, you know hey john you know let's try this like maybe you could put a group on this platform and people could share the ideas so yeah i think that's that's gonna about do it for this week's episode um oh and another friend of mine um a friend of his has had like a powerful transformation uh, he's gotten down to like single digit body fats. He's worked his butt off. It took him like a year. He's become like super disciplined and I want to bring him on. So you guys, you people can listen to his story and, and listen to what he did to be successful. Um, the mentality, the mentality of his like success you know, again, what that all like looked like. So stay tuned, stay tuned for more interviews as this, um, evolves. Thank you very much for your time. And if you're still listening, I, I am grateful for you sticking with it and my rants and ramblings. And please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, please feel free to reach out and email me, um, with any ideas and other feedback. John Becker at fightgravity.org. And yeah, okay, thank you, and have a great day.